This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm here at the home office in Bentonville, Arkansas, and I'm uh, again here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Welcome to you and Thank the you. people on this uh, on this podcast. Yeah. Well, we uh, today our topic is one that you and I always enjoy. I think we've done this a couple of years now. I think, and we uh, it's think we're t- time to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, you and I are kind of, I think, uh, really uh, nostalgic, and uh, we enjoy the holidays, and uh, because we love our families and love all the traditions in our families mm-hmm. and all that. But, uh, but uh, I think as I've grown in my faith, Rocky, Thanksgiving is is like a, one of my favorite holidays, you know. And it used to be all about the food and the meal and the football and parades and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's more about remembering and, and th- being thankful for the things in your life and, and looking back. Uh, and I, I was telling you um, that I was reading Deuteronomy 8, where God is is helping the Israelites remember, helping them remember all the things that they'd been through, you know, and all the things he took them through and all that. And so uh, we were talking about this podcast, thought it'd be a good time to maybe just think back to everything God's done this year. He just didn't influence it. Yeah. That'd be so, good. Yeah. But what about uh, guys like uh, me? It's all about the food <laughs> and the football and, well, the, and the people. But no, seriously. Uh, you could is, probably do some descriptors about what you prepare for Thanksgiving because you're really good about uh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I think there's room for both. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I That's think. not to throw out the food. No. The feast is good. If, if I'm leaving this podcast if you do that. <laughs> no, okay. no, no. I like food. I'm a foodie, okay, too. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm just not a good cook. So, um yeah, so um, so I, th- I just thought we, let's just kind of talk about things that uh, that we're celebrating. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to have a celebration night here in Northwest Arkansas, inviting all our uh, the people who've gone through journey groups and their spouses to come, and uh, and, and we're going to talk about. Uh, it's going to be on December third. We're going to talk about uh, thanking uh, God for everything that He did, and, and just remember back all the things that we're celebrating and all that. So, uh, so we've been thinking about it already. Yeah things that, that we're happy about and excited about. So so let's just talk about some of the things. What are some things, what are some of your highlights this year of the ministry that you've seen God do through influencers in 2019? Well, the exponential growth of journey groups is is a big thing, a uh, real big thing, because really that's what we're about. We're about uh, delivering uh, a process that will help people learn to walk with Jesus in a very intimate fashion which is, I think, the, the big call on the body of Christ nowadays, and that is for us not to just observe Him as, as Lord, God, and Savior, but also as our best friend, uh, as uh, uh, where we have a connection with Him so deep that Father God becomes Abba, Papa, Daddy. And I think I think it has to do a lot to do with the way we are uh, made, Brian, because I believe that we were created to have a part of us that was connected with our Creator. And when sin came into the world, that connection was broken, because now we were sinners, and uh, and God is holy, and 
and and as a result it created a great chasm between us and this went on for many many years until Jesus came and he became the bridge that was built by God back to us to create a relationship with him but not just an observation of him but uh, intimate relationship with our creator mm. that is what has been given to us by Jesus unfortunately so many of us don't don't fully accept it and we talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago when mm -hmm. we talked about the orphan spirit mm -hmm. And that is, uh, you can be a Christian. You can you can believe in Jesus Christ. You can ask Him to come into your life. And the Scriptures say that this is the point when He will do that uh, by faith and God's grace. We are saved, uh, but uh, at the same time, we can still have the orphan identity. And as a result, we never really enter into grasping that which we've been given. And so uh, when we uh, have journey groups, our, our uh, objective is vertically oriented. It's about building a closer proximity with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and we see this and we see uh, thousands of life transformations that are occurring as a result. Yeah. Families that are being healed and transformed where the husband is now reconciling with his wife and vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, children are now getting under the godly leadership of men and women who walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing families that are not only being healed and nurtured, but also reproducing the same with other people. Mm -hmm. We're seeing churches now that are embracing the journey and the journey is in turn helping their congregations learn to walk with Jesus. And therefore, we're seeing healthy churches emerge where those people who walk with Jesus intimately within the congregation are now supporting the ministry of the church. Mm -hmm. It's raising up stewards of that church. It's raising up people that are leaders in that church. It, they become very missional. And... Um, and this is what we've been praying for and hoping for. Pastors have been praying and hoping for that for a long time. Mm -hmm. They've been introducing every kind of program they can think of just to try to find the, the magic key that's going to turn somebody on. And they've been missing. It, 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 it's not about a program that changes a person outside in. It's something that unlocks the intimate connection with that person mm -hmm. and, their, and their Savior. It's a heart connection. And so we've seen a, a lot of that. We've seen uh, many churches of all denominations. We've seen prison ministries and jailhouse ministries emerging like crazy. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see more international mm -hmm. ministries that are happening in countries uh, that are now taking it and reproducing it on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing... Uh, prisoners that are now reproducing it on its own. So we have some prisons where we have several generations of journey groups. We have, they have communities mm -hmm. of influencers there that is in essence a church uh, where they're meeting together and uh, encouraging one another to grow deeper and closer with Christ and transformations occurring. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing uh, these wardens come to us and say, can you get more journey groups in here? Mm -hmm. 
and we're exploring ways to try to get uh, different uh, uh, technologies in. Like in, in the prisons, there are many people that can't read or read very poorly, and, and we're doing audio books mm -hmm. to be able to make that available for them so that they can hear the written word right. or at least hear the books. Mm -hmm. And um, and so the bottom line out of that thing is that we have a lot to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we know we have a message and we know we have a method that we believe is from God and it works and it's been proven over and over again. And so now uh, we have a prayer and a vision that it'll just keep growing organically and spreading. And and, and we've seen that we have a front row seat to see that because yeah. we get the requests when people come in and uh, I'm just trying I'm just thinking out loud of some of the cities that are starting to come on board that weren't there last year, like Wichita, Kansas and Mike Hearn up there and up there. A lot of great work going on there. They, they're yeah. doing their first group. Uh uh, down in uh, Texas, down in you know Frisco is really they're in their second year now, and uh, Rockwell, Texas, and uh, the Carolinas are now. We were we were there not too long yeah. ago, and they're they're reproducing. Uh, Costa Rica groups are are starting. Uh, Colombia, South America, they're wanting to start groups. Right. I mean, I just I could go on and on and list all the cities that uh, that weren't there before and and a lot of it's happened like uh, somebody goes through the journey and their life's changed and then their job transfers them to a new city and then they realize hey we need the journey here you know, yeah we need, we need influencers here well you know i spoke of the the exponential aspect of the ministry but just think about it last year we had one virtual journey group mm -hmm. now we have seven is that correct yeah yeah and um women's group and, and men's groups and yeah so that's <clears throat> that's a new thing that's, why don't you explain about the virtual group how that works yeah some of you guys have heard about that and um <clears throat> when you say virtual group it may mean things maybe people think we're on a video game or something like that well, but i'm <laughs> virtually wrong if i <laughs> impress them with that so it's uh we're using zoom video conference technology and we thought could a group of people go through the journey curriculum on video conference and uh, and get the same thing out of the journey? And we thought, well, if we really believe the real journey is happening between a person and their creator in their journal and the word, if we believe that's where the real journey is taking place, then the answer would be yes. And so we tested it and it worked. And so uh, so groups are starting to do that, which allows us because for years there'd be people like, hey, do you have any journey groups in Nebraska or do you have any journey groups in, over here? And and we didn't. And we'd say, well, you know, you can lead one. We'll train you. And a lot of times that wasn't the right answer that people wanted to hear because they weren't ready to lead. Now we can invite them into journey groups virtually. Mm -hmm. And so that's so I'm leading one. Tom C's leading one. There's, and there's some women's groups. Groups. Uh, there's a lady here who went, who's from India who went through a, a women's journey group here, got so on fire, she's taking seven of her country ladies from India through the journey virtually. Mm. You know, just it just the technology is opening up all sorts of, of doors. And, and you just have to be creative. And, and when you do that, your retreats and all that, how you handle that. But yeah. uh, it's amazing. Well, you know, uh, it, actually, uh, I was a little bit of a skeptic in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I was concerned that it would water down the relationships, mm -hmm. because so so much of the the journey group is uh, we gather in small groups, we're looking at each other face to face, and mm -hmm. you know, as a, a leader, I'm I'm touching base with my guys, having lunch with them or coffee with them uh, between sessions, just offering a little bit of a hands-on approach to mentoring. And I was wondering if that would be lost. I was wondering if there would be something lost in the relational aspect. 
but uh, from what I have observed, uh, you have bridged that pretty good, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. A few sessions in, I realized that uh, even though you're you're not sitting in the same room physically. You're seeing each other's faces, you know, because mm-hmm. you're at video conference. That's important, I think. If it was just a phone call, I don't think it'd be the same personally, but you know, it would probably still work. But uh, but seeing people face to face and seeing the body language and all that, um, people start caring for each other and start start you know, and people start sharing their concerns and other people start entering into concern for their other. Mm-hmm. So so the same thing happens. Uh, it's amazing. Well, you know, one thing I have to. I have to really eat my own words here, right? Because I've been saying all along, as a result of many years of discipleship programs that I had led that were more horizontally driven mm-hmm. about my relationship with the guy across the table and holding him accountable and and all the other things that are required with a, kind of a behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I felt like God was saying to me the, the problem with that and the reason it doesn't sustain with them is it's highly dependent on you. And the second thing is about it's driving them toward each other rather than toward me. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I felt him, his impression that, that the journey needed to be vertically oriented, right. not horizontally oriented. Right. And so this is what we're seeing now with the virtual groups. It's vertically oriented, and it's about getting people in that walk with Christ first and foremost. And the fruit of that comes back to us horizontally. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that it would work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing I'd say also uh, that we've seen some of those guys that's gone through virtual groups that have now formed their own local journey groups mm-hmm. where they're meeting around conference tables or yeah. wherever they are. So it's right. seeding those those uh, normal groups out there. Yeah, there's four, five, six groups that have started locally af- after the virtual, mm-hmm. you know, started with the virtual group. So, And it's also open in technology where sometimes there's a group of guys who most of the guys are in one place, but they want to bring in a couple other people who can't be there physically. Or when guys are traveling, they can come in yeah. on the video conference. So it's really, really opening up a lot of new avenues that we never even thought about. So. Well, see, all that's happened since last year. And you add, back to your question, do we have anything to be thankful of? Oh, well, gosh. that's only one thing right there. Yeah, that's right. A big thing. That's a big thing. We've got a lot more like that. Yeah, I'm thinking also we had an amazing national summit back in May. That was that was something that uh, was beautiful. Uh, 300 men from all over the country and a lot of these guys from new New, new cities that we were talking about were there. Uh, we had a large group of guys like that, that were like 60 or something or more, 80 maybe, that were from new cities. Uh, but that was just a great time of uh, we glorified God. Some people really found some uh, release from some things. We It just gave the ministry a shot in the arm, I think, you know, and, and God just fanned the flame of the ministry at that weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was fun. You know, we've you and I have both been a part of, of – uh, event ministries through the years and mm-hmm. get away for a weekend and, you know, have that shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, we've also been in those uh, ministries that when we went home, it didn't take long for that shot to go away. Right. And so this is one of the great uh, components that, that I see in having our event as a fruit of our vertical orientation. And that is, it is about the journey. It is about that intimacy with Christ. But when we gather, uh, we gather in guys that understand that uh, mm-hmm. at, at our national summit. 
that they have they not only are going through it or have gone through it, but they've got other people they want to take through mm-hmm. the journey. And so when that, those people come, and we've seen a lot of them that have come and have been baptized, they have come, come to know Christ. Uh, and then when they come off of that mountain, they go back home and they've got a journey group to catch them. That's right. That's right. And then that's where they are able to really now uh, stabilize in their walk with Christ. That's right. And they, it doesn't fade on them. That's right. Yeah, that's a big difference. Um, and uh, so we, we'll plan to do that in, in another year and a half or so. We'll be doing another one of those. So uh, um, I'm also thinking we went out and got to see every, pretty much every every region because we were you know, delivering the new curriculum, which that's another thing we can celebrate is a new version of the manual, which yeah. we think is uh, enhanced and even, even easier to use and with some new nuggets of wisdom and all that we're really excited about that with the new books and everything. Yeah. That was all this year that, right. that we rolled all that out. But uh, all our regions are very healthy. They're all doing our regional direct. We have some great regional directors. Um, Leo, who just took over for Dennis up in uh, up in Reading, is is really fired up to get some things reinvigorated up there. We got uh, Les Piercy, of course. Is everyone anyone who's been around this ministry enough time? You've you've heard of Les Piercy. He's doing a great work there with all the things going on in Bakersfield and right. with their solely business and Romance Weekends and Top of Journey groups, but. Uh, uh, we got Jim Pennington, who's just, it's going like crazy there on the Central Coast. One man moved to Central Coast, and it's like lighting up that area. Um, we got Pete McKenzie, who's still been faithful, gathering men. Totally. And, yeah. and, and and there's kind of been a, a renaissance of the journey over there. Guys, mm-hmm. are st- there's more new journey groups starting, and excited about that. And uh, Frank over in Tulsa is doing a, doing a great job, despite a lot of a lot of personal health stuff he's had to deal with, but he's still fight, standing strong, and, and we get orders from Tulsa almost every, every day. That's over amazing there. over there. Yeah, and, and Tom C. has done a great job here locally yeah. in northwest Arkansas. He's and, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a great job, and there's kind of a new, almost a renewed zeal here in northwest Arkansas, I feel mm-hmm. like, that people are really getting excited. Uh, we did a guide training with 150 150 people came and who wanted to be guides. You know, it was just amazing. Now, um, when you have a guide, generally that represents two guides to a journey group, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And generally a, a journey group would average about 10 people, right? Yeah. yeah. So what does that come down to? 750 people. 750 people <laughs> right there. That could be possibly led on, to an intimate walk with Christ. And here's the thing about it. When they abide in Jesus, they will reproduce. They will bear fruit. Yeah, I said this to the guys in Tulsa the other day, but and, and it goes without saying, but I'll say it: we're not about book sales. We're not. We're just not a book sales ministry. We're not here to pump a bunch of books out the door at all. People should know that about us and know our hearts. But every book, every journey pack that is sold is a potential changed life for mm-hmm. eternity. That's why I look at it every time I see those copies, of those orders. I think, praise God, that that's somebody who might find that intimate relationship with Christ, yeah. and that'll change everything for them. And their well, family. You know, we, if you had a publishing house and, and they asked, well, how many you sold, that type of thing, you said, oh, I don't know, 30, 40,000, something like that. They wouldn't get excited about that. That's, the, that's pocket change. It's nothing to them. Mm-hmm. But it represents 30 or 40,000 people that we've been able to help learn to walk with Jesus. Yeah. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's that's where we're positioned. That's where our thought goes. It's not about a book sale. It's about making a disciple. That's right. Which is our mission. 
Absolutely. And I didn't want to forget, as we were going around the horn, talking about our guys, Jay Thompson over in Memphis, uh, and and Nicole, his wife. They're doing a great job, and uh, really, uh, they've even revamped their board and and really uh, reaching into new churches and new partnering with ministries Mm -hmm. over there in Memphis. They're doing a great, great job over there, too. They are, really. And you got affiliated cities. Yeah, I yeah. Ben Gordon up there, man, he's going crazy in the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If and just to just to clarify for you, you don't know. Um, so we have actual regions who are organized under our five hundred one c three nonprofit ministry organization, um, but then we have what we call affiliate cities, and these are guys uh, or cities that are affiliated with the ministry, but they're not officially mm-hmm. regions yet. They could grow into a region, uh, and we get a lot of those out there. And that's yeah, that's uh, like Andy in Maine, Andy Collar up in Maine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A great guy. Um, gosh. Michael. Uh, Michael, Michael Dowst in Frisco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ray Burkhalter in Alabama. Yeah. Um, Bama. Bama. We got uh, Dave Eikinger and uh, Stephen Holly and Lonnie over in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing a great work over The problem there. is when we when we bring these names out, you know what's going to happen. We're going to forget we'll some people. Them. Someone yeah. will get their yeah. feelings hurt. Yeah. yeah. So forgive us if we didn't mention your name. Yeah, but, please. Uh, <laughs> give us another chance. Write in. Write Brian. Don't write me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, any other things that come to mind that, uh, that we're celebrating this year, Rocky, that mm-hmm. you can think about? You mentioned prison ministry, which is amazing how that's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just it's in jailhouse and, and prisons. Uh, uh, other languages are, are popping up. The Spanish is now um, it's starting to come alive. We, it really is. We had it translated years ago, and it just sat on the shelves. And yeah. we just kind of, why did we translate that? The time seems now, you know, that there's people demanding that and wanting that and excited yeah. about it. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's pretty neat. Uh, and I think there'll be other languages too. That's gonna, well, there have been other languages, and and we really don't know what's happening with them, but we know when they're translated, they're being used. Now, here's an example: uh, we have some books that have been translated in Russian, mm-hmm. and it was translated for a Russian community in California, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Am I correct on that? Yeah, the, yeah. There was a, a there's a Russian community there, and so yeah. they wanted to go through the journey. So and so uh, and because of the reproductive nature of of what God has done with with the ministry here and the components of it, which would be the curriculum and, and the books and all that, then those uh, those books and curriculum tend toward getting out there to other people without our knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, and and we're fine with that. Yeah, you know, because it's all about building the kingdom, of God. Yeah. And uh, and we have uh, gifted a lot of curriculum uh, to uh, third world countries mm-hmm. that yeah. um, are giving them the freedom to, to print it because yeah. the shipping cost is so great we couldn't get it to them, and we want them to have it. And so our, tra- our 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 perspective about translating, and we're working on a project right now. I don't want to mention the the, the name of the of the country or the language because it is, you know, it, it could be dangerous in some mm-hmm. ways. And uh, but not for us, but for other people. But we do know that there's a great great movement, Christian movement, that's going on in this country, and um, and it's a discipleship movement as well. And uh, the missionaries have not been able to get into this country. They'd be killed, actually. And so uh, there's a there's a miraculous movement of the Spirit that's, that's uh, showing people the way, to, pointing them toward Jesus. And as a result, the, the old evangelistic campaigns that we're familiar with is, is not there. They can't have it. 
but you but that's only a model that's only a form and and, and God has, can use many different forms to get to his people and, and we're seeing it there but one one of the components all, all always about discipleship and that is okay here's Christ in your life but let's get to really really know him now. Mm-hmm. and this is where discipleship comes in mm-hmm. and um, and so uh, uh, there's some of us that really felt that that was a country and a language that we felt that the journey would really be used and could be uh, a great asset. And so our our perspective on these uh, translations is that we we will we will pay we'll pay the cost of the translation. We'll support that. We'll we'll raise the resources to be able to translate the curriculum and get it into their hands and train them in it and release it to them and let them take it and make it their own. In fact, uh, discipleship of this nature in a, in a country like we're, t- we're talking about, it has to be the nationals in that country that will take it and make it their own to reproduce it. We can't be a Western church coming into an Eastern nation or Middle Eastern nation and try to westernize Christianity to make it work. It can't work that way. We shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. We need to give them the, the basic components of Christianity, which is the relationship with Jesus Christ, and make it about that. Well, and I think like we're praying for affiliate cities and champions to be raised up, I think we just got to be praying for champions in other countries yes. who, that we trust to, to entrust the curriculum to, you know. So, and we've uh, seen that yeah. in oh, some, yeah. some of those countries, like yeah. the French translation uh, that was uh, made for uh, uh, countries in Africa. Yeah. And now it is being reproduced by people over there because there's people who are owning it and, now, and really, yeah. really taking on you know, taking becoming champions. And yeah. the and the and I, it's a joyful thing because we don't know how to measure uh, who all's going through the journey. We don't. We we know there's so much going on out there because we hear from it, uh, and it, it doesn't matter. No. We're just so glad to be able to be a part of what God's doing, uh, but we hear. There's some amazing things going on over there using that French translation and as well the English translation in English-speaking parts of Africa. That's what I was just about to say a minute ago is that uh, we we see a lot because we're here at the home office, but there's probably thousands of things we don't even know about no. that that are go, that's going on because of people finding intimacy with Christ mm-hmm. and 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 you've said this before we could try to count journey groups and try to count curriculum that's gone out the door and 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 measure that stuff but what you can't measure is marriages that got healed or you know reconciliation between people or or kids that got their daddy's back or you know people that changed their whole view of their career you know or, or people who started serving their church in a new way or, you know all those things that happen to people yeah. that when they get we can't measure that i mean this well is, if our objective was to feel better about ourselves then we would really want to measure it wouldn't right we? that's right but if our objective is to celebrate what god's doing that and that's what we're talking about that's right. Is that I think he gives us a glimpse. Yeah, that's it. He gives us a glimpse of something that's magnificent that he's invited us to. But he won't let us see much more than that because we might start thinking it's about us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, just in our last few minutes here, Rocky, um, would you encourage all our people out there who might be hearing this to, to take some time to do their own 
reflection and celebration of their heart, of what mm-hmm. God has done in their life, in their view of the parade, in their view of their life, you know, during Thanksgiving week? Yes. Uh, and uh, I can give them recipe for smoked turkey as well, fried turkey. <laughs> <laughs> You're going back to the food again. Okay? We're thankful Let's for good food. Let's don't forget that. We're thankful for good food. but uh, Celebration, man. Celebrate. Yeah. Let's just celebrate. You know, was it two years ago that we had 40 days of Thanksgiving after uh-huh. Thanksgiving? We did. That's right. Because we didn't want to just stop it one day. We wanted to keep it going with our prayer, with our thankfulness. And and I would just say that the biggest real component of being thankful is reflection on what God has done. And don't just do it this year. Look at the look at the, the life that God's given you. Know, I wrote this book, Forge for a Vision. And I didn't want to do it, you know that. Yeah. But uh, what I did is it, it caused me to go back and look at the strategic intersections of my life that God intervened. And as a result of writing that book, when I was writing that book, mm-hmm. it took me to a new place in Thanksgiving because I saw mm-hmm. him through my journey mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question, I would say reflection, reflect on your family, reflect on your work, reflect on your health, reflect on how God's intervened, reflect on the way God's provided, the, the, the reflect on the way God is reaching to you, reflect on his proactive work to show himself to you. Even in bad times, even even through trials. And this happens there most of the time. It does, you're right. And that's, that's reason to be thankful for. In fact, James said it, consider all joy when you very when you encounter various trials, that's right, because he's giving us the big picture there, and that is behind every 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 trial is a path that leads to treasure. Yeah, that's right. And so let's choose the treasure. Yeah, and and I think it's I think it starts with Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving opens the. I think it opens our heart. And I think it um, opens the doors to the chambers of heaven to go into a very intimate place with him. Thanksgiving is mm. is when we knock on the door. That's right. I agree. Well, we would just say happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. We're thankful for all of you, uh, men and women out there who might be listening, all of you who are part of the ministry, who are uh, especially all of you who've stepped up and are guiding journey groups and putting yourself out there and, and doing self-sacrifice to, to invest your lives in others. Um, may you be blessed and uh, may you have a, just a great Thanksgiving with your families and all of you. We're just so thankful. And for any of you out there who've uh, invested financially in this ministry, we thank you for that through the years and, and just helping us do what we what we do here. And uh, we're really thankful for this great ministry and but all the great people we get to meet every day and, and work with every day. We, we're so thankful. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Uh, If you need more information about the ministry, you can always go to our website, www.influencers.org. You can always contact us if there's something you'd like to hear us uh, talk about on our podcast or anything we can help you with uh, as you go make disciples. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.